0: From Relay FM, this is the Pan Addict, episode three hundred and forty. Happy New Year, everybody. Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks, Pen Chalet, and Eero. I couldn't think of a better show to start my year than the Pan Addict. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by the one and only Bradley Dowdy. Hello, Michael. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Bradley. That's that's your name this year. It's just Bradley.
1: Bradley's fine, as long mm-hmm. as there's no E in it. We're no, good. never. Why would you do never. that? Never. Mm. I don't know, just, you're just doing it wrong if you put an E in there. So, yeah, it's, uh, this, is the, like, this is the only show I wanted to be on for mm-hmm. New Year's. Um, it's also the only show I do. I was going to so. say, where
0: else are you going to pop up? You're just gonna <laughs> uh, I'm doing a watch podcast, Mike. Don't now, even, so. look, please, I can't take it. <laughs> I have to have so- one thing, right? Like, one thing in my life that's just mine. That I don't okay. do a podcast about, mm. and it's watches now. My Instagram I think man is just wrists, <laughs> photos of people's wrists. It's all in it. Is oh now. lord, <laughs> it's good. Though. Yeah, yeah,
1: it is good. I, I like I like a nice watch. And uh, did you did you get any nice watches? Or more importantly, for this show, did you get any nice stationery for Christmas?
0: Nobody ever dares buy me stationery items, which I think is a good thing. Exactly. Right. So, like that, it's just you just shouldn't do that. Um, I did get a bunch of, uh, watch-related stuff. Like, Adina had a watch box custom made for me, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. So that like sits on my dresser, and like I open it up and get my watch out every day, and I have like my Apple Watch in there and stuff. So like it's like a, a foundation for building a collection. And I also got like a traveling one from uh, my mother, which I will send you a link to because yes. I absolutely love this thing and it, i saw it and i was like oh yeah i'm 100 percent going <laughs> to buy you um, yeah. so let, let me find it and i'll and i'll I'll, sit, I'll share that with you but i'll ask while i'm finding this did you get i mean i assume sure you're probably in the same situation as me right 100 um do not buy me stationary and nor do
1: i ask for it for the holidays mm-hmm. um if there's anything i want i will take care of it myself mm-hmm. <laughs> for that um which makes me honestly hard to shop for because i don't use much other than like the stationary stuff i don't have like the watch hobby like you were probably very easy to shop for this year where this year I'm i was because, generally yeah,
0: difficult I've, i have like a new thing Right, which is like watches, mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of paraphernalia around watches. So I just sent you, put it in that show document. The uh okay. the watch roll that my mum bought for me. Oh, nice. What do you think? of So that yeah, thing? it's nice, Let's right? See. Let's open this up.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. Yes, we're all good. So it <laughs> it's like a rad. leather case,
0: and as you open it, it's just like a huge Union Jack inside. It just looks super cool. I love that look. They right. do this company does them. The names Wolf is the name of the company. They do these mm-hmm. watch rolls in like with a bunch of different flags. Mm -hmm. So they do like US flag, Canadian flag, Swiss, Japan, Italy, France, China, like they do like a ton. So they they look really good, but I just figured if I was going to get one, uh, it had to be, it had to be the Union Jack. Although I do really like the way that the Swiss flag looks and obviously with watches that kind of would make, you know, makes a little bit of sense, but it's kind of the motherland, right? Yeah. 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 So that's pretty cool. Um,
1: we have dabbled in watch wraps at knock. We'll have to send you one of our prototypes one day. We have all kinds
0: floating around. Oh, come on! Just a little like, random I want one, yeah, one hundred percent. I found some companies that make stuff that looks like your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? Like bright yeah. colors and like the material that you use, right? Um, like similar-ish, you know. But I, mm-hmm. I would one hundred percent want a watch. You should do that. Like you, I think you should really do that. Like, it's just like a single watch case? Mm-hmm. Mm, very much, I would Are like. We? we have several, several prototypes
1: floating around. But back on the, on the stationary... Um
0: you know which we're which we're known for more than the watches (laughs) i do feel like if anywhere any show is like it's going to creep in every now and then the watch stuff is this one and i'm perfectly happy with that right like that every now Mm -hmm. and then it might come up but like there's we're not going to turn like a regular watch segment and i i don't want to have a watch podcast and it's Part of the joke is like, oh, the money, right because it's like I started buying more pens when I did the pen addict and I don't really necessarily want to end up buying more and more watches than I would <laughs> buy normally. But it is a lot of like this feels like a little thing that I can enjoy like just as a little hobby and read about this stuff and look at this stuff right. And I don't have any hobbies that I don't have a podcast about. so it might be nice to have something that's just kind of for me. so that that's kind of why I feel the way, the way I feel about it right now. Exactly. That's great.
1: That's great. Well, independent of each other this week, Mike, we both landed on a pin that maybe we should have asked for for Christmas. Oh, my God. The um, We talked about – obviously, we're just complete Sailor fanboys. And, you know, Mike's uh, bought a bunch last year. I bought several myself. And one of the things I wanted to see – Which we mentioned in our last episode two weeks ago from Sailor was a change in the stock Rialo model, which is their piston filling model, which Mm -hmm. doesn't really hit the style and the price point sweet spot for a lot of people. Like it's just kind of floating out there a little bit overpriced and a little bit boring. Well, we both ran across this link from uh, different places um, this past week, and it's these two new limited edition, of course, store brand, Rialo's. What's the store? Pinto Note. Note. Yep. And, uh, Mike, when I went over to the Instagram page um, to look at the link that you put in the show notes, I noticed that they were following me already, and I was not following them. Uh, that has been rectified at this yes. point. So... Um, what do you think about these two? Not one, two. two. There's a, there's a blue one
0: yellows. and a white mm-hmm. one. The white one is nice. The blue one, I'm dying about because it is mm-hmm. blue and the gold furniture looks like it has a matte finish. Mm-hmm. It's killing me. I have like, how do you? I've been trying as normal, like, like, how can I buy this pen? I can't find any way to buy this pen. Yeah, um, I'm not, I'm not buying I want this it. pen. I want it very much. I want the white one.
1: I See, the blue one does nothing for me. The white one is amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. white with platinum trim Mm -hmm. is killer. Like, I don't do white with gold trim. White with platinum. And it has the metal grip section, like you said. Man, this pen is very, very good looking. I'm not going to buy it. It seems like it
0: is only available, like, in their physical store. So, it's it's basically impossible for us to buy this pen. Um, Mm -hmm. But I want it, so... If anyone can help me <laughs> so, yeah like i had pl- not planned on like linking any type of
1: like this types of products in here and then we both said oh this is the one we both stuck yep. it in here that's pretty funny it's that's stunning. mainly mainly because you put this uh this uh wancher uh sailor 1911 yep. turquoise that our friend drees uh reviewed on on the pencil case blog this i would go gold trim for right
0: yeah. i mean yeah
1: this is really really good looking i love that this
0: one. looks so much like a 3776 like, it really, oh, does. a lot. Like, I was when I saw it, I was like, Oh, look at that. It's another 30. 30- oh, right. Like, yep. I, I, it really does. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is explicitly. I think maybe it's like the gold furniture. It's the gold furniture with the clear, like the demonstrator body, right? I think that's what makes well, it so Well, and the,
1: the 1911 round end caps, right? It's not yes. the flat caps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a very very good looking uh, edition. Like I I I like this one a lot. I like it differently because to the to the, uh, the the orange one. What is it called? The the nineteen eleven. 1911... Oh, tangerine. Royal tangerine. tangerine. Mm-hmm. Um And it's because it, cause it's very different, right? The tangerine is great because it's like this solid color that's super vivid. But this one is just like a really good looking blue its demonstrator. So yeah, yeah, I I like this a lot too. Um, but this this isn't one that I'm like going to die to try and get. Although, yeah. you know, I do want to really, really get that Rialo. There's a, their website, there's like a website that has a bunch of them, like a lot of different mm-hmm. colors. So they did some really cool looking additions, to be honest. Yep. Yep. And I don't know that I'm going to buy any. So like, no, I, I'm, I know. I'm
1: trying to be like super, super particular buying yeah. we'll talk about that stuff later but yeah like, yeah i am too now it's like
0: I, I know that i've said that like i desperately want that Rialo, and i do right yes. like we spoke oh, about because yeah. it's not even just that it looks great it's a Rialo. when we were both talking about wanting more like wanting some of those but right. i am going to be more restrained with my sailor purchases this year for sure because I, I yeah and that was like a thing it was like i wanted to buy a bunch last year build up a collection i've got a collection now i'm going to stop um he says but like that, that's the plan <laughs> Yep, I know. We're we're both in the same boat as as far as that goes. Yeah. Hey, speaking about uh speaking about that kind of stuff, we should mm-hmm. we should address some resolutions, some stationary resolutions. We should. We should. Maybe we should set a
1: budget too. Oh no, and, let's uh, not do that. No. No, no, no budgeting? No, 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 <laughs> I
0: don't know. I thought we might have something that could help us with that. Uh, <laughs> oh, Very nice. Sorry I didn't let the lead in. We have a new sponsor, which I'm really excited about uh, for this show, and it's FreshBooks. Now FreshBooks they have the most simple, amazing cloud accounting software available. It is wonderful for freelancers. It's wonderful if you run your own business. If you send invoices to anybody or you track expenses, FreshBooks is the way to go. We have been using FreshBooks at Relay FM for five years nearly since we started our company. We started using them and we loved it so much that like, I started hounding them to be like, you should sponsor because I can <laughs> tell people how much I love your product. And I do. Um, I sp- save so much time using FreshBooks for a few reasons. This, the, the, the system that they have to actually get invoices sent out is really easy. It saves a bunch of information. So like if I type in like the pen addict into a field, it just pre-fills everything with the amounts and all that kind of stuff. So I don't need to write everything out every time. And I like that they're the invoice system is a WYSIWYG system, which means the way that I see it, the way that I'm building it, is the way that the invoice is generated and shown to the client that I'm sending it to, which is nice. And you can do some visual customization and stuff like that. But then they also save you time once the invoice is being sent, because you can track everything. You can see when it's been sent, when it's been opened, you can even see if it's been printed, and you can see every single time that the client that you send it to has gone back to the invoice, which is really useful, so you don't have to send those emails and be like, hey, did you see the invoice? because you know that they've (laughs) seen it and then you can also automate late payment reminders as well so if you have people that pay late you can have all of that stuff automated so you don't need to be going in and checking it yourself um, there are a million other things that I love about FreshBooks that I'm going to tell you about um, as because they, they're going to be sponsoring the show for, for a number of uh, episodes now so I can tell you more about why I love it but if if for any reason you're not using FreshBooks and you send invoices to anybody you should try it out and I can get you a 30 day free trial no credit card required just go to FreshBooks.com penaddict and when they say how did you hear about us say hey I heard about you on the penaddict so they will know that you came to them from this show so that's FreshBooks books.com slash pen addict to get a 30 day free trial our thanks to Freshbooks for their support of this show and relay fm
1: if you're any type of freelancer or do any type of side business you need something like this to mm-hmm. manage your invoices and your books it makes it life so much easier you will wonder what you did <laughs> what you were thinking yep. when you weren't using something like this yep. so yeah you got to do it all right, Mike. So, neither of us are big resolution guys. We're not like hard fast traditional resolution guys, but we do go into the year's trying to make some changes in the way we do things. And, you know, last year I had a pretty successful year in you know the way I wanted to manage my online social media presence and how I handled things like I I did Things differently, and I was very proud of you know the accomplishments I made in that area, and I also oh well thank you, and I also wanted to do different things on the blog where I committed to doing fifty two weeks of giveaways, and you know what I didn't miss a week last year, like those types of things, you know it's not purely like a resolution, but it's you know changes and things to work on, and just you know being consistent in doing the things you say you're going to do this year. I'm the way I, I look back on my year last year, as far as stationary goes, and I felt like it was a little bit flat in the way I chose to use things. And what I mean by that is I really didn't step out of my comfort zone to try different things. Like if I got a new fountain pen, I didn't get up with my favorite blue black ink, right? and i'm in a position where i need to experiment more and try new things mm. and so experimenting is is my my theme for 2019 in that i want to use more things that i'm uncomfortable with and i don't mean that in a negative way but i want to consider what i'm using That is not something that I would just easily pick up. Like, I want to try new things. I want to be able to talk about these things. You know, this is my job. I need to have a more experimental side of me that's just not stuck in what Brad loves all the time. Let's try something that makes Brad a little bit worried and see if Brad likes it or not. You know, that's kind of the way I want to take it. One of the primary things I'm going to do that with is fountain pen ink. I bought very, very few inks last year. Part of it was a little bit being overwhelmed at the time. You know, I remember saying last year, it's like, it's too much ink. I don't know what to do. I'll just stick with my blue, blacks, and oranges and go from there. And I bought very few inks. This year, not that I'm going to go crazy with inks. I'm not going to be the mountain of ink. (laughs) <laughs> like our our good friend Kelly is who reviews so many inks, um, all the time. But I'm gonna try different things. So for my own Christmas purchasing, I bought four new inks. So mm-hmm. and these hopefully are things that I wouldn't try. So I bought Robert Oster Honeybee. That's not normally an ink. It's like you know a brownish yellow, like you would kind of think of. That's not something I normally put in my pens. Mike, I bought a shimmer ink. I bought a diamine Shimmer Tastic. I did go in my color range on this one. I'd got, I bought starlet C, which is kind of the bluish silver sparkle. I'm going to use that. I bought a Kyo no Oto. This one is number eight or a hero. It's kind of a grayish green. That's not a color I would ever normally use. Mm -hmm. And then I bought a three oysters. What color is this one? I don't know the color name. I got to open it up here. I think it was one of this. It was a weird yellow color. I think so. Oh, where is it? Oh, I lied. I failed on this one, Mike. It was a blue black. <laughs> it was a blue
0: black ink. Hey, but, it's okay. It's okay. You know. Two out of well, bad, to uh three hand, Brad.
1: Well I wanted to try I wanted to try that brand. So I went safe on that, on the initial brand. So I failed that one. But you know, I and it's not just ink, it's using different paper products, using pens and you know, just general stationary, that is not part of my everyday carry. I fall into the trap of using the things I like all the time, which is smart. You know, that's what you do. But I also have a job to do where I need to know more about a wider variety of things. And I think last year I didn't explore enough. So Mm -hmm. exploring, experimenting, things like that, that's what I'm going to work on. Um. I say all that and we hadn't even talked about planners or paper and I'm going to try to expand on that as well too. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to do, you know, my pocket notebook system has been going okay.
0: I was um, going to ask if that stuck or if that's like a, a stuck to the new year. So far, yes, but it was very
1: lightly used in December. Like I, December, I didn't use it as much. Number one, You know, I was doing so many other things, you know, with family and just getting around, even though I might carry it with me, there wasn't the opportunities to where I was going to use it as much. And then I kind of sliced my finger open, which we'll talk about later. So I didn't really write, write much for a while. So I had like a week and a half, two weeks, just randomly that I didn't really use the notebook. So, but it's still something I want to use, but it's also not enough. Like I need more, you know, just daily or weekly space to use my paper. So, you know, I need things, I need areas to plan more. Um, I need areas to journal more. So I'm keeping my A5 elemental notebooks, oxygen notebook. That's my visual journal. I've been using that. I just did a post with that the other day. I'm trying out this thin A5 weekly planner. It's called the... I'm going to butcher this name. It's called the Sumkin, Sumkine? Sumkine? It's a French notebook um, that I got from JetPens. And it's laid out like... My favorite calendar layout is the seven-day week on the left side and the blank page on the right side. So Midori's Travelers does this very, very well. But this is in an A5 size. And what it allows me to do... And the thing I've always um, wanted to do with the A5 seed notebook is use it like a traveler's notebook, right? Because with the seed, you don't just need a singular A5 hardbound notebook. I'm going to use three softcover A5 notebooks, and it's a like a Midori traveler setup where you have individual notebooks in
0: there. So, Ooh, do you not think that's maybe going a bit, a bit, a bit much?
1: Uh, no. No, because I'll have the – so I'll have – so i have my visual journal. That's Mm -hmm. separate. That lives at my desk. That doesn't go with me anywhere or do anything. So then I have my pocket notebook, which goes everywhere with me, and then I'll have the one seed case with a weekly planner and then like a blank notebook if I need something bigger. That's it. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. It is a lot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I want to try – The one thing I've always wanted to do last year and the year before, and I've never really committed to it, is to have like a um, publishing calendar, like style, like setup, right? I don't have a publishing calendar. I don't have a travel calendar. I don't have a not co-release calendar. You know, that's what I want to use this weekly agenda for. Like my day-to-day tasks are digital. Like I keep those in Todoist. Like I don't need anything for, you know recurring weekly daily monthly tasks right i don't use paper for that but i use it for planning ideas some scheduling you know random notes things like that so we're gonna try i you know who knows mm-hmm. like i i don't know whether it's gonna work i know the pocket notebook's gonna work because mm-hmm. i just carry that with me as much as humanly possible so you know that's kind of what I'm going into 2019. One experiment more and two, kind of get my planning, my long-term planning into a better situation. You know, I've never had a publishing schedule for the blog. It's in my head. I know what I need. I know what it needs to get done and right. I just do it. It's, I've been doing it for years. So I know on, you know, Thursday morning X happens like every Thursday, but I don't know sometime. I know that X happens, but I don't necessarily know what X is. Mm -hmm. You know, is X a fountain pen review? Is it a pencil review? You know, I want those specifics in, and then, you know, I just want to have like the travel calendar and those types of things, some forward looking planning as opposed to any type of journal or task or to do system. So we'll see. That's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. So again, it's the experiment that is going to be the most fun. And I've got other new things planned for the blog, new content I want to put on the blog, and um, different things like that. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of experimentation for me this year in in 2019, and that's what I'm looking for the most. Get outside of my comfort zone a little bit, work a little bit harder on... Um, just trying to try different things and see what I think about them. Maybe I don't like them. That's cool too. That's that's just as a, a a post about something that didn't work for me is just as good as a post about something that does work for me, right? Yep. So I know you're you've been pretty consistent about your journal. Are you are you gonna keep on keep it on with that? How 100%. is how's is that working out for you?
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I I used it for the majority of last year. Um, at basically every workday is 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 when I journal. Uh, and I have a new Hobonichi Techo. I got it in English this time um, because <laughs> I was paying attention. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be using it every day. I have some refinements that I want to make, but like I'm still nailing those down. But the majority of what I'm going to be doing is basically the same as what I did for last year. Like I'm not looking to change anything up, but there's some mm-hmm. stuff that I might just tweak a little bit. Um, but I plan on doing this again uh, every day this year, and I wanna maybe like you know maybe the thing that I do is like looking at the way that I augment the journal. You know, this could be like complementary products or like maybe making some additions like you have, um, mm-hmm. where it, like expands out to something a little bit bigger. I'm I'm not uh, basically, but the idea is my my general practice of journaling every day uh, has re- is remaining the same. Um, so it, it, just as a refresher, because I'm pretty sure people will ask. Um, We've actually, I will stop you now. We had an Ask TPA that
1: I don't think made it to the list that said, Mike, can you go over the yeah. areas that you use for your journal? That, you was Joe, Joe that was Joe. Joe Lebo that, was Joe. Yes. And
0: uh, I sent him links to some Cortex episodes, which is where I like detailed in in quite deep in like a lot of detail the why i'm doing the journal as well as what it was Mm -hmm. but like i did we did talk about it here too but i will again for the just for for reference i'll mention it now so my journal consists of five elements so the first element is writing at the top of the page the two pens that i'm using uh to do the journal that day i then with one pen write the following headings good bad think looking forward so this is on like my daily journal page. And then with my second pen, probably later in the day, I will write something potentially under every heading, but I don't fix myself to that. Every day must have a looking forward. So one thing that I'm looking forward to, and it cannot be the same thing as the day previous. That also mm-hmm. goes for the two pens as well. I cannot use two pens, the two two of the same pens day after day. I have to to change pens for each day. Nice. Um, and then I'll write something good that happened, something bad that happened, and something I'm thinking about. They're the, two, they're the other things. That's kind of what what it will be. So it's something good, something bad. And if I'm thinking about anything specific, I'll write it down there. And then I have a, a list of like um, kind of questions that I ask myself every single day and track my progress on them. This is like on a separate part. This is on like a calendar page. As it stands right now, those seven questions are be creative, advance new ideas, generate revenue for my company, make my colleagues feel valued, do good for Adina, engage with my audience, and improve my health. So I give myself a mark every day of have I done something to advance those seven things. So I like that. I don't think I've heard that part yet, which uh, I think that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that, that I think uh, that came along after I set up the journal. I read a book for Cortex um, mm-hmm. called Triggers, and this was one of the things in Triggers. Uh, and then I have since adapted it for my own purposes, and I'm going to talk about that more uh, later in the year because I'm still kind of like fiddling with that a little bit um, to to kind of make that work for me the way that I want. Uh, so because I've been scoring myself out of five, and I think I'm going to stop doing the scoring. Um, gotcha. Because the scoring is so esoteric at this point. Like <laughs> what is different between a three and a four? Right. It's just right. all my mind. So I'm thinking about doing like a, like a three like a binary state of like and a binary is not three, but it'll either be like zero like I have done something, like one a uh, zero, I've done nothing, one I have done something, two I have really succeeded in that today. Gotcha. So like the difference, I'll give you you an example. So let's say generate revenue, right? So this is like working with sponsors or whatever. If I have Mm -hmm. done nothing on that in a day, I'll be like zero. If I have maybe like contacted some people or worked on some paperwork, it might be a one. But if I have done an actual deal or signed deal on that day, then that would be a two, right? Gotcha. That makes complete sense, yes. um, And I'm kind of just working out how to visually represent that um maybe the way that I want to want to do that I'm still working on that that's like a work in progress but that's something that I'm going to be changing up but the basics the bones of the journal remained the same since I began it in I started doing this in April and I so for like like 9 months of the year uh, I was doing this every single day and it stuck good yeah I'm
1: I'm really proud of you for sticking to this because like this is yeah um, it's not a complex
0: system but it's a specific system to you that you worked on which is important right yeah it's my own thing right like i, I kind of built something for myself uh which i'm mm-hmm. pleased about because there are a million journaling systems and ton of them are great but like even mine i feel is very open um and and, and it's easy for me to complete it every day but i'm pleased that i was able to just keep it up like that, I actually did it. Like, I wanted to do it for the rest of the year, and I did that. And that's a, I'm, I feel that's an achievement for me because there's been many things that I've dropped off of um, mm-hmm. of this ilk in the past. Like, I remember when I was going to start bullet journaling, <laughs> I never did, yeah, yeah. never did it once. Speaking of yeah. which, though, Adina is going to.
1: Nice. Yeah, she read great. the
0: whole thing, she's ordered the book, and she's listened to our previous episodes of Ryder. She's mm-hmm. she's all in. She she loves to do make lists um, and she wants a, a like a system around the lists. So I think she's going to go for it. I'll I'll let you know how that progresses. Maybe if it works for her we could actually have her on the show to talk about it cuz
1: that'd be great.
0: She's very not into the visual
1: side. Well, that's actually something I want to talk about and I don't know if it's worth talking about with just you and I um even getting you know someone like Adina on who's trying to do this or even having Ryder back on because he just put up a post yesterday or 2 days ago or maybe like the 31st or the 1st i think it was called back to basics and it was a post that he wrote it was exceptional like he like you know he was doing his book tour and he basically you know someone came up to him and he knew her from like all of her instagram posts um, about bullet journaling, and he said, Why did you stop? And she's like, I, I, she had stopped doing it, and she was essentially like, Well, I hated all of the fanciness basically of it. And, you know, so I just couldn't do it anymore. Like, it was, I was spending too much time trying to make it look good and using what it was usually for. So it was, a, it was a whole article about that, and it was, it was a really, really good article, I felt. Mm. So we'll put that in the show notes, but that's something I'd like to explore um with someone that's not you or I one of these days because Probably we're on the same some, page. Somebody
0: who's actually
1: doing it. Right. Who's yeah. actually doing bullet journaling, which neither me yeah. or you are. Yeah. But we'll uh, I'll grab that post and we can we can put it pop it in the yeah, uh, pop it in, uh, it the, it in, in the, the, the show notes often. for yeah. for someone there? to read. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fan uh, I thought it was very good for a writer to write something like this. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, that is cool. I mean, I I would be interested to have him back on the show at some point because his Mm -hmm. world seems to continue changing so massively. It's nonstop. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a cool guy. Uh, Also as well, like just I want to thin the herd a little bit again, but I feel like this is not really a resolution as much as like at some point every year I need to maybe get rid of some stuff, give away some Mm -hmm. stuff, sell some stuff, just clear out. Uh, sure. Some some of the stuff that I've accumulated over the year previous, um, which I, I'm going to do at some point soon. Yep, absolutely. I'm I'm totally with you on that, and we'll talk about it a little bit
1: more in mm-hmm. in not exactly thinning the herd, but being more um, particular about what joins the herd.
0: Speaking of which, though, like one, for me, one of the reasons Hold I thin the herd, one of the reasons I thin the herd is so I can <laughs> have more space to bring new stuff in, and a great place right. to get that new stuff. Is at pen chalet. pen chalet have all of the pens you're looking for they work with all of the brands that you love they believe in very fast and reliable customer service and they're doing great discounts and amazing deals all the time as well as pens and pencils and ballpoints and all of that stuff pen chalet also do a bunch of limited edition stuff and they also do carrying cases and refills and inks and converters they can get you the whole kit and caboodle over at Penshale. They sell internationally and they do free shipping as well on orders of over fifty dollars in the U.S. But their international shipping rates are really reasonable. Pen Chalet has low prices on high quality pens and they offer a one hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. So whatever you're looking for, always go to Penshale first. penchale dot com. Because when you click that podcast link at the top of the website, you'll be given a password. You'll be given a password field. You enter Pen Addict there. And you get the code that you need to save ten percent on anything at pen Chalet at any time. So you go there and you'll be able to get that code. You can put that in at checkout, and you'll save ten percent and also be supporting the show. But, they, but as always, pen Chalet has a selection of wonderful products available just for Pen addict listeners. When you do go to that link, so the Nemocene Singularity
1: is a very popular pen in like the entry level price range normally around 15 to 20 dollars. the price ron has here i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say it's best not but... to i
0: think sometimes with some <laughs> of these.
1: Prices. i've learned i've learned but what the reason i'm bringing this up because this is something that's kind of perfect for like my ink sampling you can get this pen in so many different nib sizes to test with that you know you could buy three of these for what you'd buy like one you know You know, Twisby or something like that for and you can use all kinds of different nib sizes for all kinds of different testing you can even buy these to like play I know people will buy these in bulk and play around with like nib modifications you know buy like a medium nib and try to modify it into a different shape where you're not getting like caught off guard by you know using some crazy expensive nib it's kind of a really good tester type pen and it's a good quality pen anyway I've tested some of these out we've reviewed them on the blog they always do well and the price is Redonkulous, as they say.
0: Mm. There's also a really good price on a pen display case, a 10 pen display case. It looks really nice. Um, so there's a bunch of interesting stuff there. As always, go to P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T P E N C H A L E T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PenAddict. Our thanks to PenShale for their continued support of Relay FM and this very program.
1: So this next topic, Mike, is half new and half follow up because we have talked about our hopes and wishes for some of our favorite brands in 2019 hope to see them do new and different things and pilot has just announced new colors in the pilot custom heritage 91 so did you see this link um that i that i popped in here i did yes yes so this is good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you need to do more, Pilot. Mm-hmm. So let's talk, let's talk about this real quick. So the Custom Heritage 91 is essentially their entry-level gold nib fountain pen. It's an exceptional pen. This is like the 3776 basic of Pilot's lineup. And as I as I saw this link, and as I thought about what I what we talked about in last podcast, about we what we want from these brands and how much I've loved Pilot. Um, for pretty much the entirety of my fountain pen life. I don't think I bought a Pilot fountain pen last year. Like, I had to th- really think about this. I didn't buy any of the vanishing points. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy any of the stock
0: pens. But it's not a surprise, though, when you think about it, because you were probably waiting for something.
1: That's exactly right. Like, they had me on hold last year, I don't understand, like, and this is just this is just me being me. I don't understand why they didn't say, "Here is navy and orange pilot custom heritage ninety one for our hundredth anniversary." Insta buy. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what they. It's like they were asleep at the wheel for the entirety of twenty eighteen. Anyway, the ninety one is an awesome pin at a great price point. They're announcing these at it's twelve thousand yen, which is about one hundred and ten dollars. And that's a great price for a 14K nib. They have done this before, right? This isn't... Colors in the Custom Heritage 91 are not exactly new. They just don't have them all the time. They did a set of Orochizuku barrels probably three, four, five years ago where they did three different color 91s. They did the Tsukiyo, which is like a blue-green, Yamaguri, which is the brown, and Yamabudo, which is a maroon. So, like, I own the Sukiyo pen, Uh, for a time and I'd sold it you know and um, they've done store limited editions in the 91 like I have a bung box like a sparkly bung box one the time they went to the DC pen show years and years ago I bought one of those still own that it's I want to see it in the (laughs) 912 the 91 is the entry level I understand it's a start they've done it before it's it looks good. I'll buy the orange one. Like, there's no doubt that I'm gonna buy the orange one because I enjoy the pen. The 912 is a difference making pin that I don't think they're utilizing enough, which, you know, you just have to go back to the last episode to hear me speak on that. So mm-hmm. I won't beat that beat that horse. But it was um this was good. I like I was happy about this. Like, this is fine. I it's good. It's got to be more. I, I am expecting more from a company this big. They're getting trounced by Sailor and Platinum right now in custom and limited edition in the realm. Um, they're getting they're getting trounced in every realm as as far as I'm concerned because they just haven't kept up with the product lineup refreshes refreshes as much as the other companies have. So it stinks because. The product is exceptional, and I will definitely buy the orange one when I can get my hands on it, and uh, I'm sure I will love it. But let's go, Pilot. More. Give me more.
0: Yeah, I like these colors, but like I just like them. Um I already own pens that look just like these, and they're progias. <laughs> right. It's, so... not su-
1: it's not super compelling.
0: No, I mean, you know, g- great. Like, I'm pleased you're doing some stuff yeah. but like this is hopefully it's a start hopefully it's a game yeah. plan i'm not going to hold my breath mm-hmm.
1: you know i held it for all of two eight 2018 and i died so this is the ghost of brad doing this show pilot killed me last year <laughs> so i've learned not to hold my breath with pilot anymore but yeah we'll see it's a start and um you know the the one thing the reason why i wanted it in the 912 is because they have all the nibs there yeah. It's just a bigger, better, awesomer pen. Obviously, more expensive, way more expensive pen. But that's the pen that needs the focus. So, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Lami Michael, has released a few more limited edition notes. And I wanted to talk about this because I was a little bit surprised well, to I, see. I don't think
0: anything's been released, has it?
1: No, no, no not released. Information has been yeah. released. Officially? Um. Mm, as official as our Lami Safari AL star information is in that the Asian market has leaked the press photos. Cool. Cool. So we'll go with most likely official, but don't get upset if it's not. Dang, but it, no, it seems it seems it seems official. Um and I remember when we talked about the, the AL Star and Safaris, the minute we saw them, like they were down. By the next day, I was going back to get links. So take it for what it's worth. I believe it's true. Lamy Ion is getting a color special edition, which is a shock to me. I'm an Ion fan. That's a love-hate pen. You either love it or you hate it. Um, I'm on the love side. I don't need. This is the wrong pen to do color special editions in because it's kind of, and I don't mean this the wrong way. It's kind of not a sexy pen, right? It's a utilitarian pen. It's a blocky Lamy design, brutalist. It's the brutalist pen of the Lamy design, right? Um, and it's fine. Like I think it's a good pen. I, I enjoy. Think this is fine Lamy. to do. I mean,
0: because they're not doing it at the like, at like the behest of other pens sure right like it's, if that was if this was all we were doing this year I'd be like ah, really but like it's in conjunction with a bunch of others well, that's the problem
1: oh so the Lami ion let me let me talk about the next one first and then I'll circle back to all what right. I want to say okay okay the Lami studio is also getting a special edition colors and that one always does it's traditionally gotten one or two or sometimes three or more special colors per year they're getting a beautiful aquamarine. So, back on the ION, they're doing a, a red and navy. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the orange and navy of the 91. Those are the colors. So, the Lamy Studio is getting aquamarine. And it's beautiful. And it's kind of the perfect pin for this type of setup. Because the grip sections are always silver And the clips are always silver. It kind of matches. There's a lot of, I don't know, areas, different areas that makes this design work. And it's really sharp looking. It's really bright. And the ION and the Studio are almost the exact same price. So what I want from the ION is not, like, I'm not going to, you know, say, like, the color's are the wrong thing to do with the Ion, but that pen needs something. It's built to make something different. I think it needs, if they're going to do special editions in it, it needs to have different metals like brass or copper or stainless or titanium. That's the style of the Ion. Mm -hmm. It's a big bulky pen and the colors will do fine on it. I think it would be better served if it was a Materials Special Edition and the LAMI Studio was the Colors Special Edition because they're almost exactly the same price. So, I don't know, it felt weird to see the ION in these colors where in the LAMI Studio it just sings, right? Like it's perfection. Perfection. So I don't know. You know, they'll, they'll probably do fine or maybe it's just that I want to see something brighter in the Ion like the aquamarine of the studio. You know, do those in conjunction with each other. Do the, if the Ion was an aquamarine, maybe I would feel differently. So maybe it's just that the colors aren't popping. And these pictures, you know, they're a little bit hard to see, you know, they're a little bit compressed and you can't totally tell. No. So in person, I think they're going to look really good. Mm-hmm. I just think there's an opportunity for the Ion to do something different for a color special edition, right? If I'm an, I'm I don't need to buy another Lami Ion that's a different color. Like I'll buy the safaris and AL Stars and Studios that are different colors because I enjoy those. The ion, I I need that in give me a stainless steel ion. I would buy that in a heartbeat. So I don't know. I guess I was just hoping for something different with that pen than your basic colors. The one other thing that they showed in this link that we'll put in the show notes is they're doing a Lamy Studio in all black and they're doing a PVD coating on the barrel. That's going to be cool. Like, I'm about this. Um, The PVD is that durable coating that doesn't really ding ding or scratch. Um, I'm wondering what the price point will be on this. It'll be expensive. It looks... The other thing I couldn't tell in these pictures, the Lamy Studio Aquamarine, Aquamarine, I think it's a steel nib. And the Lamy Studio PVD looks like a gold nib, the way the nib's designed. But you can't totally tell. And all the specs weren't there. But I'm very into both of these Lamy Studios. I'm meh on the ION. But um, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what comes up um, sometime next year. So the last thing, last new colors, Mike. It was, it was apparently... New colors after Christmas releases for everybody, right? Yeah, Platinum strange. 3776, uh, new colors. They're okay. So they did a translucent green with gold trim, and then they did a solid white with gold trim. They're fine. I mean, the Lamy, the base 3776 needs something besides Chartres Blue and Bordeaux Red, or Bourgogne Red. <laughs> Um, So these green and white will be a good complement to those. I mean, they don't move the needle for me, but for like entry level 3776, it gives you another option. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Like nothing I need to to run out and grab.
0: What did you think of the other Lamis though? Like, cause I got the white and red joy and then they have, I think a new LX in coffee bronze. And then weirdly a bronze AL star. So they have two different bronzes. (laughs) Right, so we talked about the bronze before, yeah. When we did the safaris,
1: and they're just kind of they're fine. It's a good color. It's just boring. It's not going to compete with the safari in that. The Lamy Joy in white red, they've already done. So I f- oh, did okay. not find that compelling at all. So I don't know what the difference is in this one. Right the l the LX. I'm surprised that line still exists.
0: Me too. I, can, I imagine uh, it would uh, sell, though, Brad. <laughs> I really think that it would sell. But it, to, I know. to like, the kind of, like, going to the stationery store, buying a pen-type crowd, right? Because, like, again, I think they very carefully, very cleverly matched the iPhone, right? That's yeah. what I think that's what they we're going for. They should just call that the Lamy Boutique pen. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, When
1: you go into the Lamy Boutique that one grabs you Mm -hmm. like all along. I mean, from the jump, I've said that they're beautiful. They're stunning. It's just that they're 20 to $30 more than the, than the AL star, which is just doesn't make any sense.
0: So, well, you're paying for the luxury point, right? Like, and I totally get that. I have no, I have no real problem with it, but it's why I've never bought one. Yeah. It's the Lamy boutique pen. Mm So yep, Definitely.
1: Yep. But uh, the Joy I found really interesting. I didn't understand it because I, I, I think I might even have one of these. I don't know what's the difference in this pen that I can tell. Maybe the 1.5 nib? No, they've done that before. No, I, I didn't remember so. it. I do, but I do like the color combo. The white and red, I think, looks good. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's great. They've done black and red and white and red in the Lamy Joy, so I don't know what's different about that one.
0: All right, let's take our final break for this episode and thank our friends over at Eero. With Eero, you can build a Wi-Fi system that is perfectly tailored to your home. Considering the high-bandwidth world that we live in these days, you need a distributed system in your home to make sure you get the best speeds available. And with Eero, you can install an enterprise-grade Wi-Fi system in your home in just a few minutes. It all starts with the second-generation Eero device. It has three 5 GHz radios, which allows for increased speed and range. It will sit flat on any surface, and you can connect it either over Ethernet or wirelessly. And once you've got that set up and you've got some great speeds coming from the, the main uh, device, you can then expand the coverage throughout your whole home by adding in Eero beacons. These are small devices that plug directly into your wall and allow you to reach and extend to every single corner and inch of your home. Eero now also has a product. They have an addition called Eero Plus. This is designed to provide simple, reliable security to help you defend all of the devices in your home from malware, phishing and unsuitable content. It's a, it's a software package which is really, really awesome. Aero Plus can automatically tag sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content, so you have powerful parental controls at your fingertips. It includes an ad blocking function to help you improve load times for websites that are full of privacy invading ads and full of tracking. And it's also possible to have Aero Plus check the sites that you visit against a database of millions of unknown threats to prevent you from visiting any malicious websites. Aero Plus even includes subscription to 1Password for password management which is awesome. I freaking love 1Password. And Malwarebytes for antivirus solutions and Encrypt.me as well. So Brad, I believe that you have some Eero stuff as well in your home.
1: Yeah, so Eero sent me the set and the highest praise I can ever give any company is that their product just flat out works exactly as I anticipated. <laughs> it It made a difference in the wi-fi coverage in my house immediately from the the moment i plugged it in i'm like oh, that's oh awesome. i can i can now get wi-fi here where normally like my phone would switch over to lte like in my own house like you know in certain parts of the house it would just not be able to get a wi-fi signal i knew those spots i placed the uh, beacons in the right spot and it was instant and it was like full like mm-hmm. it was really really good The second thing is, it comes with an app that I can control what devices access the Wi Fi. So, and I can schedule them so I can make sure the kids aren't squirreling away a tablet in their bedroom and logging into it at 2 a.m. in the morning to watch YouTube videos. (laughs) (laughs) So I can cut off that device at like 9 (laughs) p.m. So those are my two favorite things. One, that it extended the range like instantly in my house. And two, I can control access to all devices through the app. (laughs) That is a pretty great
0: parenting uh, tip. Right there, right? Like, that's really fun. I love that. You you need never think about Wi-Fi again with Eero. And you can get, this is a wonderful deal, $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package, which is the perfect set for setting up in your home. And you get one year of Eero Plus. So go to eero slash pen, and at checkout use the promo code PEN. That's E E R O dot com slash pen, and the code PEN for one hundred dollars off the Eero base unit and two beacons package, and one year of Eero Plus. So thanks to Eero for their support of this show and Relay FM. Um, I will say so as an if you've been holding off, like I think this is the first time Eero have done a money off deal with us. It's previously been yeah. like f- uh, free shipping. Yep, you should get this deal if you've been holding off because that is a great deal and I honestly don't I don't know how long it will be around for so don't delay on that.
1: All right, we got some ass TPA mm-hmm. to uh round out this first of 2019 episode, Mike. And I love this first question and it's very simple. What is your next grail pin? Mm. It doesn't exist yet. No. Because I'm in a spot where I'm so happy With what I have, there's nothing out there I'm like lusting over. Like we talked about that Rialo in the beginning, like that's not really like Grail pin category. But like in the past, like when I didn't have all these other pins to choose from, I would be like chomping at the bit to try to like hunt one of those down, add it to the collection. Right now, I don't need to add anything to the collection, so there's not a pin or five pins that. Are calling to me that I just have to have. Like, I have no intention of, you know, I would love to buy some kind of hand etched Nakaya, but I'm not interested in spending that kind of money on a fountain pen anymore, or not that I ever was. And I don't, can't think of anything on the market right now that. I would enjoy more than what I have. So that's kind of the position I'm in right now, which I think is a good place to be for me. Like, I'm not looking, I'm not buying like all the fountain pens anymore right now because I'm really happy with what I have. There'll be something, you know, like that'll that'll hit that grail pen category at some point and I'll buy it for sure. Like, I'll be spending, I'm sure, plenty of money on fountain pens, but I probably bought... Fewer fountain pens this past year than I have in the in the previous few years because I've gotten to a place where I'm really happy with what I have and I enjoy using them. So my next Grail pen doesn't exist, but when uh, when I see it, I'll, I'll I'll be sure to let you know. Yeah, How about have, you, Do you I have anything? I have
0: no Grail pen again. It's like Nakaya for me. Definitely still want one, especially now that I've used the Platinum nib. Like it's mm-hmm. actually made me want one more, but it's not like a Grail pen because I'm not actively pursuing it right now. At some mm-hmm. point in the future, maybe, but I don't really have anything that I'm like dying for. That the yep. King of Pen, the King of Pen was that um, because yes. I always thought it was the Nakaya, and then I used the King of Pen and realized how much more I wanted one of those. So that became the true Grail pen. I have one now. I love it. I use it like nearly every single day, um, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm perfectly happy with what I have right now. Uh, yeah. Plus, I'm not keen on spending that kind of money on a pen at the moment. Uh, yep. Because that kind of money right now, like four figure money, um, is going into watch funds. <laughs> right. So like I'm I'm much happier with the couple of hundred dollar range of pens at the moment than the yep. nine hundred dollar range, for example. So that's that's yep. kind of where I am. Yep. And uh I I think it's a good place to be. Like
1: I am super happy with what I have right now, too. So I'm just looking know, at my I...
0: my like collection here that I keep on my desk and and a uh, great setup i'm very pleased yep
1: so bijou Al, uh, asks how's the finger mm. so uh you follow me on instagram you saw me uh making an obscene gesture at everybody um uh, both americans and british mm-hmm. um with a bandage around my right middle finger i sliced it doing dishes on christmas morning how do you do the dishes man <laughs> it was a rogue piece of broken glass down in the drain. So like the drain clogged. Oh so man. The water was filling up. I stuck my hand down and did a little swish maneuver and, uh, came up, uh, came up not good. <laughs> well,
0: plunges so are for
1: Brad. I, mm, so yeah. So I had an emergency room visit and four stitches later, um it's it's much better now we took the stitches out this morning at the house dr dowdy um uh took the stitches out this morning and uh it's looking good so it'll be just fine so much better much better shape but uh my christmas morning involved an emergency room visit and four stitches so glad that's over with Mm. so all right mord shungrig Brad, do you have a theme of the year? And I kept this in here even though we already talked about it because I wanted to uh, reiterate it. I think experimentation is going to be my theme of the year. Like get out of the norms, get out of what I expect out of myself and try new things, try different things um, as far as the stationary world goes. I like to experiment. Like I've always experimented with like Japanese stationary, you know, the weird and wonderful Japanese stationary. But I want to experiment you know, with uh, other things and fountain pen inks is kind of the start of that. And we'll figure out what else it is from there, but year of experimentation for me. Nice. Do
0: you actually have a theme? Yeah, uh, man. I I assume that uh, this individual is referencing the cortex, the themes. Yeah. Which I haven't, I haven't listened to that yet. I downloaded it. So I I have two, but I won't spoil them. Um, Okay. Just in case people got that episode in their queue. I will actually say as well, by the way, that this episode of Cortex, episode seventy nine, might be my favorite episode we've ever done. Um, Okay, good. So if you've never listened to the show before, uh, I, I recommend this as a as a starting point because we also, if you also don't even know what Cortex yearly themes are, we spend a significant portion of the episode explaining. Uh, kind of why we set yearly themes, what they are. We review our yearly themes from 2018 and talk about 2019, which also includes a project, a new project that I think might be of interest to Panadic listeners. So um, nice. I'll talk more about this as time goes on, but I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything right now because the episode just came out the day before we record this. So yep. go listen to it. Um, it's it is a couple of hours, but it, trust me, it's worth your time. Awesome. Look
1: Terra says my teacher friend pays me in pens to help her grade papers. That sounds like a pretty awesome gig. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty sweet. Oh, it's a pretty sweet deal, but I am running out of pens in the Lamy Safari pilot Metro price range. Any recommendations? Currently I have three metros, a Safari an all-star an eco and a go school starts again soon. <sighs> we got to go ink. I, I just, I yeah. think we need to get some ink into these pens. You're if, if that's the range we're shopping in, you you're you've got it covered, like I mean I could tell you other things like pilot preras right, or but you've already got the best know, ones. sailor Lacools, but all of these are better, yeah, um, I think you need to expand into notebooks and inks, and I hate that I'm not answering your question directly, but it's so well covered here, I don't know what else to tell you you don't have a caveco sport, that's about the only thing missing out of this grouping um. That I could that I could recommend is one of the Koveco Classics or Koveco Sports, which are fantastic. They just came out with some new colors, but um, you know, maybe you're covered up in ink too. But I, that's kind of where I'm what I'm thinking. All right, B Council eighty seven wants to go to their first pin show this year. St. Louis, Atlanta, and Ohio shows are within reasonable driving distance. I want to go for the experience and the people more than buying pins. Which would you recommend? No question. I mean, it's not really a fair question. No.
0: <laughs> We're not going to give you a Sorry, fair and St. balanced and response. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can't really help you here. Atlanta's the best one. I mean, and genuinely as well, I'm sure the St. Louis show is amazing. I'm sure the Ohio show is amazing. But if you listen to this podcast and enjoy it, Atlanta is the one for you because that's it, where we will be. Uh, and it's where listeners to the show will be. And we can guarantee to you that the experience of spending time with the people is going to be amazing in Atlanta because it always has been. So
1: it's it's one of the best people shows that there is. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's a small-ish show with not like a big bar socializing area, but everyone just makes it work and everyone gets together and yep. we always have something to do. It's a very since there's not a lot to do outside of the hotel in that area where the Atlanta show is, everyone kind of stays <laughs> kind of stays in, yeah, which you makes you know, it kind that pizza of pizza place that
0: pizza bar thing. It's gonna well, make I a I mean big difference. Waffle House. Waffle obviously House. Waffle House, but, but uh some stuff is open across the way, I think, because the Atlanta Pen Show has been such a success, obviously. Yeah. Uh they uh, they've they have there are a bunch of new things, so I'm really excited for this Yeah,
1: Atlanta Pen Show is more than a pen show just because yep. I, I think we do the the podcast there makes makes it a really neat kind of show experience that you can't get everywhere. Mm-hmm. All right. Fibber says what pen was on the desk of queen elizabeth during her christmas speech did you see this mike oh by
0: the way that dates are up for mm. atlanta we should share those oh yes we should but i don't have them right in front of it's me, atlanta but... it's, atlanta pen show will be april 5th to 7th so it's early this year um yeah. so first weekend in april uh we are as we are working on the kickstarter campaign we are going to be doing that again um, and mm-hmm. obviously Atlanta is, is one of the huge parts of that. So, um, book now, it's I guess. why we exist. Yeah. Yep. So we will be there. We can't wait. And, uh, we hope to see you there April 5th to 7th. Yep. Perfect. All right. So this,
1: the, the Queen Elizabeth Christmas speech, is that a uh, must see TV at home for you? Yeah, but I missed it
0: by accident this year for like mm. the first time. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Catch, catch, catch it on replay. I haven't yet. No. <laughs> no. So
1: apparently, uh, I, like I only saw the pictures afterwards, where everyone was asking, "What pen is she using?" "What pen is she using?" So I went to the. Uh to the huge Reddit fountain pens group, which is actually pretty amazing. And I knew they would have some uh, dissertations on what pen she was using. And apparently, it's the same pen as last year, and it's a Parker Dual Fold International. And that's kind of like what it, it looks like from the pictures. It's
0: a lot to say it's the same pen. It's probably not the same pen. Right? They have the pictures, Mike. Are you doubting Reddit? I 100% doubt that it is the same pen. And and we talk like mm. I'm talking here that like, it might be a Parker Duofold, but it's not the same one. Come on. Did you look at the pictures? Yeah, I looked at the I pictures. Mean, you think she just has the, one of them?
1: I mean, it's a standard black double ring Parker Duofold. Yeah. I No, I do get, I think she has one of them? No, but no. I think it's
0: she might have 20 of them, but yeah, that's it's what the I mean. same No, that's what I mean. same model. It's the same model. Yeah, yeah. But I, and I'm not saying that people are saying it's the same one, but I just wanted to say that like I don't believe it's <clears> going to <throat> be the same one. Maybe it's her favorite one, Mike. Just, it's not going to be, though, surely. Pedantic. pedantic. I'm not being pedantic. I'm just trying to help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up on some knowledge here, Mike. I love this link from Toutsu, And this is a link to a post on maybe my favorite pen blog in the world, which is Chronicas Estilografikos, which is uh, Bruno Tauts. Uh, treatise on mostly Japanese pens, and I'll just leave this link for y'all to read because it's a little long, and I want to read the whole thing. But what we have always called, or I have always called, a kimono like that goes on a pen, like a single sheath pen wrap, like you get in a nakaya. I've always called it a kimono. A lot of other people calls it call it a kimono. Apparently, it might be called a katana bakuro, which means A bag for the sword so i think y'all should just go read this post see what you think and decide if we are actually using the term kimono incorrectly for this single sheath pin sleeve so it's very cool i i love this post this this is the kind of stuff that i really get into i don't know why it's just me but uh, i thought
0: it was super cool All right, so that does it for this week. Uh, Thanks to FreshBooks, Pen Chalet, and Eero for their support of this show. If you want to find Brad online, go to penaddict.com and knock.co. Brad uh, is a Twitch streamer as well, twitch.tv slash penaddict. Um, you mm-hmm. can find me online. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, on Twitter and Instagram. Brad is penaddict on Instagram. Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter. These are too many things. You should play this it section is. at like 0.5 times speed so you can pick <laughs> up all the stuff we're throwing down. Um, and I want to thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next time for another episode. Once again, Happy New Year to you all. You can find links for this episode at relay.fm/ Addicts 340. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.